Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. All right, so today we've got a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Griffin Buddy. He is a fourth-year pharmacy student at the University of Wisconsin and is the co-founder and CEO of Pegasus Health Applications. Uh, Griffin received his bachelor's degree in molecular biology from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. And um, it is his their team's mission at Pegasus Health Application to provide patients who have cancer with an excellent application to ensure optimal management of their care. Uh, his personal life goal is to make a positive impact in the way patients receive care on a global scale. Griffin, we're excited to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much, Hillary. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, come on here and uh, share my story a little bit. So thank you so much for inviting me. Well, wonderful. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Yeah, I, I guess uh, personal life. Um, so like you said, I did um, my bachelor's degree at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. It's a smaller school. I uh, went there so I could pursue my athletic talents. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I was not D1. That's why I went to a smaller school. But um, was able to uh, live out that dream while also getting my degree. And then um, what sport? Uh, football. All um, right. Yeah. And so then uh, after that, I graduated, uh, came to the University of Wisconsin. Now I'm, I have about a month and a half left of rotations. And as much as I love school, <laughs> I cannot wait to graduate here in a few months. Well, that that's all, yeah. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, fourth year's great. Fourth year's great, and you're like, this is so fun. But I'm ready to do this full time. So, yeah. um, well, great. Well, um, yeah, exciting. Now, are you um, doing what? Are, what are your plans for post graduation? Are you planning to continue with Pegasus? And we definitely will get into that. Or what are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I'll just give you like an overarching, like what I think, what I hope for my future. I mean, I think that we, we set out these plans and life just changes so quickly. So who knows sure. where these plans are going to go. But um, so my number one plan is to pursue Pegasus health applications and see where um, it can go. And we I'll talk a little bit more about like where we're going. Um, but if that were to not work out, I think that I would really like to pursue a career as a medical science liaison. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I was in the industry pharmacist organization at my school. Um, I ha- held some leadership roles in that and then also served as a national intern. And, and so the pharmaceutical industry really interests me. Um, and in the MSL role, it, I know it's a lot about uh, cultivating relationships with the opinion leaders and, and educating those leaders on the, the, the product that you have coming out. And I think that's just something that my skills would translate well to. Um, so I think that's um, the career goal of mine if uh, Pegasus Health Applications were not uh, to not work out. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about Pegasus and what that is. And um, yeah, we want to hear more and um, we'll be rooting for uh, that to be successful. Tell us a little bit about what it is and and how that got started. Yeah, of course. So um, 
like any good story, we were uh, me and two of the two other co-founders were all fourth year pharmacy students from the University of Wisconsin. They're also two of my good buddies. Uh, we were actually uh, late studying uh, up late at night, studying in the library for our, our oncology final. It was the last exam of the semester. And so that meant we were camping out in school for like 12 plus hours a day for a week straight. Mm-hmm. And when you're there that long, you just start looking for excuses to not study. <laughs> and uh, sure. we were sort of talking about how uh, uh, the patients who have cancer are receiving care currently and how there's more and more precision, well, precision medicine and um, how they're more and more expensive and being uh, distributed by specialty pharmacies and and more of them are becoming oral oncology medications and, and sort of started talking about how these patients are being followed up on. Because um, at the same time, I was taking a specialty pharmacy elective. Um, and I also knew that I had three different specialty pharmacy rotations coming up in my appy uh, year, in my fourth year. So hmm. looked a little bit deeper into that and, and realized that patients who have cancer right now, um, if they're getting their oral oncology medication, they're usually getting it uh, through the mail unless they live in the same state as their specialty pharmacy. And with that, it, it's a little less monitoring um, than if they were to have to go in every single time to pick up that medication, as well as all the di- little different pieces that are going on in a patient who has cancer's uh, mind. So um, sort of looked at all the applications that existed on the market and didn't really think there was one that did a good enough job of pulling everything together for a patient in one place. And so that's sort of... Um, we sort of started spitballing with that idea. And at the same time, uh, our school was actually putting on a Shark Tank competition uh, mm-hmm. for pharmacy students to see um, which students could come up with the best idea. Um, and so we actually entered our application into the Shark Tank idea or into the Shark Tank competition and we won that. And so that gave yeah. us a lot of confidence. That was really cool because the judges of this competition were um, very high up people in pharmacy that were UW alums. So it was really cool to get to pitch this to people like that and for them to buy into your idea. And then um, from there, uh, we actually started a Kickstarter um, because we just wanted to see if we could get buy-in from people that weren't healthcare professionals. Um, We wanted to see if like patients actually would want the app or people who know people who have cancer would want the application. And so um, uh, we ran a Kickstarter, it was successful. And then uh, with that, we got some local coverage um, by NBC 15 News. And that sort of brings us to where we are today in terms of we're sort of talking to IT tech solutions companies um, to see who wants to take on the project with us. And then we're going to look to go get funding and develop this application. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste, compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. All right. So, uh, hasn't launched yet, uh, but you are kind of in the phase of, um, getting buy-in and, um, yeah, well, I guess you, you have gotten some initial buy-in and things and people have already started doing some funding. Um, so, so Griffin, let's back up a little bit. What what would that application process look like? Are you um, are you saying an application to the pharmacy or um, yeah? Tell tell us a yeah. little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so it's a little complex, um, and I don't want to go too deep just because I don't want to give away the, the secret sauce. But uh, sure. So uh, there's two sides to it. So there's the specialty pharmacy side and collecting outcomes, and then there's the patient side. Mm-hmm. So the way these specialty pharmacies are collecting outcomes for their patients, um, it's usually by uh, telephone through like a phone algorithm. Um, at this current point in time, there are no apps uh, that uh, can do it the way that we're planning on doing it, the way we have it all laid out. And so with that, um, it's kind of twofold, the specialty pharmacy wins and the patient wins, because uh, on the patient side, we're going to build it out where there's a bunch of different features, um, putting them all in one place between like support tools and log tools and reminder tools um, with all one interface. Um, and that'll be extremely helpful, especially for the older generation that may not be as tech savvy. Um, so that way, if they learn one interface, they can use all of these different tools that are in one place and they don't have to go all over the internet. And then on the mm-hmm. specialty pharmacy side, collecting these outcomes is super important for obtaining and maintaining accreditation. Because I don't know how much you know about specialty pharmacy, but with all the different um, accreditations, there's four accrediting bodies. Um, and so the golden standard right now is one to two accreditations. But eventually, with how competition is in our healthcare system, eventually specialty pharmacies are going to be aiming to get three to four accreditations. And so by collecting these outcomes and making it easier for them, um, we'll sort of be teeing up some of those accreditation points for them. Okay. Got it. Um, so how'd you come up with the name Pegasus? Um, well, that's another one of those, uh, sitting in the library, super late at night, you know, I'm just studying. And for some reason, Pegasus came to mind. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Hercules, but Pegasus was sort of Hercules, like trusty sidekick, like the guy that um, it's like the horse that flew him all around and was always like had his back and stuff. So for me, for some reason, it just clicked and, uh, we sort of joked around about it, but then we kind of went with it. Um, we had a lo- like a local artist, a friend of mine draft some stuff up and we thought, we thought the logo looked pretty cool. So that's kind of where that came from. All right. Well, cool. So let's talk through a little bit more about some pros and cons of being a student and entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I think it poses some Obviously, there's some difficulties or, or hardships, but I also think it pr- um, produces some really cool benefits that people may not think of. So I'll start with the negative first so I can end with a positive <laughs> about this point. But so the negative is, one, you don't know what you don't know, right? You're, you're a little fish coming into a ginormous pond that you probably only understand 10% about. And I think a lot of students think they know what the entire pharmacy realm <laughs> is about or like think they know maybe 50%. And then mm-hmm. each each rotation I go to uh, this year, I think like I understand the area fully. And then like there's this completely other thing, like each time that's just like another layer that you learn about that just because one specialty pharmacy practices this way, another one practices that way. So I think that's a huge like <clears throat> con of trying to be a student pharmacist is understanding the full landscape. And the only way you ever will get that understanding is from experience. So there's nothing that can really replace that. Um, Another con I would say is maybe you haven't gotten a chance to fully build out your network yet. Um, I feel like in today's age, uh, your network is your net worth. Uh, That's not my quote, obviously, uh, that's from someone else. But it really is true. Um, Just by talking to people and having the ability to meet people that are interested in the same things you're interested in and and are maybe willing to align themselves with the same passions you have, um, I think that might be hard for students, especially if they don't have that confidence. Um, when they're younger, it usually takes someone a little bit of time to feel like they can really go out there and talk to pharmacists who have been practicing for years and say, hey, like I have this solution that I think we like I can bring to the table. 
You know, I have classmates that are way smarter than me, but I feel like maybe they're just a little nervous to go and put themselves out there. So I think, I think those are the cons for students. Um, and then for pros, I think one of the most unique things for being a student is it's very hard to tell a student no um, in terms <laughs> of if you're asking for help, right? Especially if you phrase it that way when you are reaching out um, because everyone remembers what it's like when they were a student, right? Everybody had like not fun times when they were a student, when they were struggling, or maybe they didn't know what they wanted to do or something like that, you know? And so, and it's, and it's true. I'm not saying it's just like a card, but I'm saying we got to use that to our advantage. We're trying to figure out what we want to do with our lives. And so by simply just reaching out to people who have made it to awesome places in their lives or have, have amazing stories or are doing cool things, just trying to learn from them as much as possible and absorb from them as much as possible. And using that, I'm a student and I'm just trying to learn more, I think really opens some doors as compared to if you're a staff pharmacist for three years trying to make connections across the country through LinkedIn. I think sometimes that might be a little bit harder if you don't have that student card. So I think that's one unique thing that students have. Um, I think another positive of being a student is your classmates. While I said that networking is hard as like a, a con, I also think it's a pro as a student if you realize that early on with all of the students. Because depending on your class size, like my class size is 150 students, roughly. And that means the class size above them and above them are 150 students and below us and below us. And so that's going to be like 750, whatever the math is, students that are all going to be pharmacists. So that's a lot of networking that you can make right now and bouncing ideas off of and getting really, really intelligent people to give you input on your idea and you're not paying them a consultant fee. You're not like, you know what I mean? Because like, if you go out to professionals out in the world right now, they're going to ask you to pay them money for their opinion. When you have all of these, all of your classmates who are very intelligent, you know, and, and then you can go and bounce ideas off of them. And, and it's sort of a cool place to come up with ideas because we really don't know what we don't know yet. So we don't know what things won't work ever. And so you try these crazy ideas and most of them will fail if you try to bring them to light, but maybe something so crazy that someone said it definitely won't work. And then someone brings it and then it's the next huge thing, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's a really big uh, positive of being a student entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, so speaking of students, uh, you've certainly got the mindset of, um, you know, thinking outside the box and uh, using your, your skills and uh, the, the benefits that you've got, um, to stand out. Uh, so what do you, what would you recommend to other students, uh, to make themselves, um, stand out, uh, and prepare themselves for the tough job market that lays ahead? Because, you know, we're seeing all the time that, um, there's more and more of the retail pharmacy settings that are, um, shifting their models. Um, but there's so many different opportunities within, um, new, uh, pharmacy businesses, um, healthcare businesses, just other avenues, um, you know, pharmacogenomics, you know, functional medicine, et cetera. Um, so much opportunity. Uh, what would you recommend to them? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is one of the, like the areas that, uh, first got me connected to you. I think you were on the um, pharmacy uh, podcast network and, and you're sort of talking about the future pharmacy and all this stuff. And so 
and the job market, job market outlook and stuff. And so for students, I think it's really important one to just be informed. I think in general of like where the market landscape is going and, and, um, the difficulty of finding a job in certain areas and the competitiveness. Um, I think when you finally make it to pharmacy school, you're like, ah, I made it. Now I just have to graduate and I'll have a job for the rest of my life in the area that I want to work in, you know, or at least like, that's how, like when you're younger, when you're in high school, you're like, if I can just get into pharmacy school, um, do well in school, pass all my classes, maybe get involved with some orgs, I'll be okay. I'll be set for the rest of my life. But the way the the market's working is it's so competitive that students need to, you know, like you said, start trying to differentiate themselves. And I think there's a lot of like generic things that people say and, and professors say and stuff like that. And so I'll try to sort of either add on to the things that people already know or like make them a little bit different. So one thing that people always say is networking. But what I never understood is um, when people say networking, like what is that? You know, if you go tell, give me an example of what networking is or how you do it. And someone will probably go, oh, you just go up and you talk to people and you try to get to know them, which is fair. But in this competitive world where everyone's super busy and everyone's trying to do something amazing themselves, it's how do you grab that person's attention and then get buy-in and, and get them to really see you as like a potential candidate or, or maybe networking is looking ahead at maybe like if you wanted to do residencies and seeing who's the residency directors and then the, the residents underneath them and, and finding them on LinkedIn and messaging them and saying, hey, I'm super interested in this residency. Is there any work that you might have that I could do pro bono to show you this is the type of worker I am? Because it's way easier for someone to hire you or, or match with you in residency if they've seen the work you've done and it's, and it's gone well. Um, you know what I mean? And, and it'll be hard because in the healthcare field, some, some information is like protected health information, but by just reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'm super interested in your program. I just want to show you who I am or get a chance to show you who I am before I even come to the interview. I think that's something that would give, um, students a huge leg up because it shows that one, you're doing your homework. And then two, if you do produce good work, they'll see that. Whereas when they go into these interviews, they have to blind I mean, they may interview like students, but they don't know the type of work they do besides on their CV. So I think that's one thing that students could really do to make them stand out. And I think um, one other thing is doing things that aren't maybe not away from the norm, but just showing that you're branching out and trying to understand all aspects of healthcare or even maybe even other stuff. Um, you know, even if you think you're really destined for one track and you can go for that track hard, but also just learning about other things. Cause at the end of the day, supplementing your, your knowledge base with other aspects, because our healthcare system is so crazy. There's so many things that are like twisting and turning. And especially with like where the future is going with like data and analytics and informatics, all that stuff. If you can start picking up little pieces of that. And then while you're having conversations with people or, or professionals that you may want to work for dropping those little nuggets of information that you have makes you more valuable to them if you understand where the future of pharmacy is going, because then you can talk a lot of, uh, talk about it a little bit more. And that's someone they may want to bring into the team that, that sees like has a futuristic look rather than just right now. Sure. So speaking of the future, what are some of the predictions that you're seeing for pharmacy from, you know, where you sit uh, today? Yeah. So I think you sort of hit the community sector for sure. Retail is definitely going through some changes. Um, 
it's just there's there's such a supply of pharmacists um, that uh, we've sort of lost all bargaining power in that realm, in my opinion. Um, and I don't foresee it getting better. I think the U.S. Bureau, um, for the first time, 0% job growth for pharmacists. And that's sort of like one of my things that I'm get, I get real passionate about of trying to like inform people or like the younger generation of students, just telling them to sort of branch out and learn more things about different things. And because in the future pharmacy, there's so many different options, like you were saying, like the pharmacogenomics or informatics, um, consulting. Um, honestly, like if you look on LinkedIn and I'm sure you see a lot of different pharmacists, once you start building that network, you see there are pharmacists doing so many more things than you thought were possible or that you thought existed. And it's really just putting in that effort to learn more about it. Um, like pharmacy hub services is something that I feel like no one really talks about, but literally companies that get like outsource or that like a drug company or a specialty pharmacy outsources their patient like collection data collection to a third party hub service. Like that's something that we've never been taught about in school, but that's a place where plenty of pharmacists can go and work. Um, just, just going out and looking for those opportunities. I think that health system pharmacy, like residencies are just going to get more and more competitive. Less and less students are going to match because the job growth just isn't going to match the number of students applying, um, which is really good in terms of the level of healthcare that patients are going to be receiving because it means the most competitive candidates are going to be getting those residencies. But it also means there's going to be a lot of students that are either not going to match or maybe not try um, for those residencies. And, and those students are really going to have to start looking for um, different avenues. So I think the future of pharmacy should really be pushing towards like an entrepreneurial um, business like informatics, um, data. Data is the new oil. If, if you're a pharmacist and you understand health data, like to the point that you can help your system uh, make make decisions and, and, and how you want to treat your patients, you are uh, gold for them. So just really looking at, at non-traditional pharmacy routes, I think, is the best way to look into the future of pharmacy, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with the um, importance of data because um, their um, companies are all, you know, at different phases and stages. But one of the ASHP 2030 practice advance initiative um, goal, uh, requirements for pharmacists is even having an understanding of, of data analytics. Maybe you don't go into informatics and you're not going to be doing the data and pulling the reports and everything, but everybody has got to be able to know how to do the analysis and to see, all right, I've got this report or to ask the right questions, what kind of questions. And then maybe you work with your informatics uh, team member and then they're digging to get the data, but you've got to know what you need and and then how to read the report. So um, great point about data and the entrepreneurial mindset uh, because the market is shifting rapidly <laughs> and uh, we, you know, all of healthcare is changing and shifting. So um, I think just having that kind of mindset is important. So Griffin, uh, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self um, or for other uh, student pharmacists who are, are getting uh, started in their career now that you're almost done? My younger self. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess for my younger self would be to not worry about certain things, like to not worry about things that don't matter. But it's hard for you when you're a kid or, or a younger self to really understand like, 
things that matter. I still don't understand life, right? Um, always learning. So that would be one piece of advice to just not uh, get as worried or as worked up about certain aspects of things that are going on and just control what you can control. Um, and and, never, and if, as long as you work hard, the things will fall into place. And then maybe, um, maybe not taking what some people say uh, to heart. I think that if you are someone that's innovative and is trying to make change, um, you're you're probably a little bit different than what like the norm is, especially in pharmacy because pharmacists are traditionally um, very good at math and science and straightforward and they want to know the answer and everything's safe, which is really good for the profession, but it also may rub people uh, the wrong way when you're trying to do certain things that are a little bit different and um, maybe just telling myself to not worry about those type of things either. Because um, once you put in the work and people see the work that you've done, um, it's crazy how much positive um, gets bounced back to you like later down the road. Certainly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Griffin, for sharing uh, some insight and we wish you great luck with Pegasus. And um, uh, for those of of people that want to follow along, uh, you're active on LinkedIn and you've got uh, an Instagram account, Griffin underscore B-U-D-D-E. So check that out if y'all are interested in learning more and um, good luck. Uh, Graduation is just around the corner. So thank you so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Hillary. I, I greatly appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.